Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Radical Love with Ains and Lex. So today we're doing something a little different. Um, we normally talk about how we want to have guests and it is finally happening. <laughs> we are so excited. Uh, we're all recording. This is a new thing for us. We're all recording from different locations and today we're just going to talk about our life during quarantine as so we have three guests luke david and matt and as luke called it you know life on lockdown which <laughs> i loved uh, so it's just gonna be a little different we're gonna talk about our faith through it and just about life in general the good the bad and the ugly it's all getting covered everyone so buckle down for a wild ride <laughs> <laughs> And David, you can start us off. Hey guys, how's it going? I'm David, as Lexi and Ainsley said. And uh, so yeah, we're talking about life on lockdown. And uh, the first thing I wanna talk about is uh, things that we're missing and how we initially felt when this all happened. So, you know, for myself, a lot of my life is like outside my house. I would say I'm like 95% of the day when I'm not sleeping, I'm outside my house doing stuff whether that's school, uh, doing homework outside my house, uh, sports, uh, anything like that, hanging out with people. Yeah, I just, I don't spend a lot of time in my house. So this is very different for me. Um, and uh, the first like week or two, this was actually a really tough change because I've never you know been in my house this long. And, uh, you know, initially I was pretty upset. I was kind of, uh, like stressed out because I just didn't like, I felt like I was in, in like a, what I called a comfortable prison. Like I had nice stuff, but I, I felt like I was stuck and I couldn't do anything. That is just way um, too accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I, um, it, it caused me to do some self-reflection about my own life. Um, I started organizing my, my bedroom more. I started, uh, I started trying to like, I, I'm the kind of guy that likes to pray in community, going to youth group, going to church and that stuff, and brothers in prayer at my high school. Um, but this has really caused me to just take some self-prayer by myself, and it's it's a different different perspective for me. Um, so while this is like a tough situation, and I initially felt like this was bad and it was all bad, um, it has caused me to do some self-reflection that I would never have done without being stuck here so even though I was like forced to do it I think it was something good for me personally it's been a time for self-growth and self-reflection and uh so at first I was I did not like this I uh was disappointed in what was happening um I, I still am at sometimes but I'm also now now I'm also grateful because of all the different fruits that have been given to me from being stuck here. I agree with that 100%. So does anyone else want to chime in? Yeah, I know. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I know at the beginning for me, I was really, really upset. I spent like multiple days in a row just crying. I was like prom, soccer season, like all these things that I've been really looking forward to. Um, we're gone. So I think initially it was definitely just like a massive disappointment. It was really hard to get used to as well. Like the first couple of days, I was like, okay, so it's just like a chill weekend. It's just kind of how it felt in my mind. And then like, it just kept going on. And so 
is definitely at first ve- very strong negative emotions. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I think a lot of people felt. We talked a lot in our online classes. Everyone's like, I hate this, I hate this. But people were also appreciating having more time outside and kind of, I think a little bit of stress. I can't say that for everyone, but like a little bit of stress was gone because people were just finally appreciating like the little moments in life and not worrying so much on school and work and like all the busy things around. Yeah, that's a great point, David. I think like for me, I tend to like compare my like compare everything to like some other stuff. So, you know, how they talk about like the end of senior year being, you know, something that's, you know, so amazing. It's like the culmination of like your high school years and, you know, all this all of a sudden it's just being like taken away. And then like it's it's just kind of something to kind of tough to deal with because like not really any other classes have been dealing with you know getting the prom pushback or getting you know having to deal like just being with being at home so it was definitely like a tough I agree I agree with you David it's like it's definitely been tough at first um with that initial shock because you just don't don't really feel like you're in control um but you know as it's going on I think I've kind of been uh kind of getting used to it and kind of been trying to make the most of the time yeah yeah um another thing that uh I initially felt I was like, you know, I was upset because you know, this is my senior year and I wanted to enjoy being with my friends for like the last few months of school before we all go off to different colleges and um but so I was I was initially upset about that, but now that my whole family's back at the house, it's kind of helped me not only bond with my well, I've already bonded with my friends throughout the school year, but now I'm able to bond with my family, which we've all gotten busy, we're all getting older, going to college. We don't see each other that often, but now that we're all stuck in the house, it gives us a chance to like, talk again and, uh, you know, you know, communicate and hang out, which I think is a pretty beautiful gift. Yeah, I think that is so cute. I think that's totally right, David. And um, for those of you, I don't know if I've introduced myself yet, but I'm I'm Luke. Just to let you all know, and something that I've become very aware of is how many other um, people have had their lives like radically changed by things that are not in their control and I guess like for specific examples this is the, f- the first time in probably Missouri that a lot of people have had their lives kind of dramatically changed especially for high schoolers but how many other high school kids have had their uh, senior years ruined by a natural disaster maybe a hurricane or a tornado or wildfires I know um, for states on the coast, you know, those things are pretty common, right? Or earthquakes or tsunamis, um, world wars, right? You think about things like uh, in Europe, being in high school and having World War One or World War Two break out. I mean, your whole world is turned upside down. And, um, and I've just, I've been thinking about so many of those big events that have happened that have dramatically changed people's lives and I'm thankful because I've always heard about those experiences that people have had you know I've always heard about how on the news maybe a hurricane happens and um, some organization is able to still put on a prom for a lot of the high school kids um, and how that really helps them out and I guess I've never really thought about what it must be like to be in those the shoes of those kids that experience a natural disaster like that and I think I'm finally getting a little bit of a taste for that 
you know, and it's been really helping me to understand that there are a lot of people all around the world whose lives are turned upside down by things that they can't control. Um, I've just become very aware of that. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a great point, Luke. And I think it kind of, that aspect kind of shapes into my story a little bit. And, you know, um, at first, initially, a lot of the, a lot of the stuff like my story kind of uh, works similarly with David's. Um, oh, by the way, I'm Matthew. You guys, <laughs> I haven't introduced myself <laughs> to everyone. Um, I'm Matthew. But um, when I first heard about this quarantine, it was kind of when I was, it was all like during spring break. So I was kind of like away from the house. And, you know, when I first heard about, you know, stuff being canceled, you know, we're possibly going to go on lockdown. It was really tough. It was kind of just something that was like really on my mind and something I just always thought about like every single day. And, you know, when I got back, I just all of a sudden, it just kind of, you know, was the only thing I thought about. And then I thought that the only way to sort of get through this sort of time is to just kind of just wait it out and, you know, not really kind of isolate yourself, like do all the safety uh, precautions and just not really like talk to anyone. And then as a result, once like everything kind of goes back to normal, you can kind of go back to that normal life. Um, but I kind of got a new, uh, a different perspective because some uh, a great friend of mine said even before all this happened that you know in times of like trouble uh, it's really important to stay positive stay optimistic you know there's so many things and it's really easy to fall into like all the negatives that are going on whether it's like the amount of you know uh, cases and deaths going up whether it's you know sad stories on the news and it's that can really like shape like kind of your perspective each and every day but it's really important he said to kind of just stay optimistic and really kind of be thankful for everything that you got, um, all the blessings you know, that you received. And that kind of just sparked like a fire in me to sort of kind of really make the most of this time. And, you know, I was listening to, um, his name's Joey Vital. He's a uh, former, he's a, he's a blues announcer and he's a uh, former hockey player. He's talking about how, you know, this time uh, kind of changes people. It can, it can really be like a time of growth or it can be a time of suffering. And it just depends on the perspective you choose uh, for that to be. And so I really was set out to make this sort of like a time of growth and you know similar to what david said i've never really spent as much quality time with my parents as i have until this point you know it's just always been like i've always been out of the house you know doing hanging out with friends at school i never really got to really have this time and i'm really thankful that you know i was able to have this because once college comes i don't know how often i'll be able to see them so that's just kind of i was just kind of like a blessing in disguise we've been having you know, so many meaningful conversations and it's something that's uh, going really well. Um, also, kind of what you said, I was walking a lot more. I've met people in my neighborhood I have never seen before, but I did not know that they lived like in my neighborhood. <laughs> like it's, it's it's crazy how you know how big my neighborhood is. That I did not know like th- at least like half the people that were in it. Um, so that's kind of been really cool to see uh, as a community. You know, my like my neighbors, <laughs> um, and I've also kind of been planning like a founders week too. Kind of like trying to stay busy. Uh, during this time and try to bring joy and community to people who uh, you know might not have it at this time who may really uh, be in desperate need of it so um, I believe God's kind of working through us even in these difficult times and you know calling us to be heroes uh, in small ways and in large ways Matt I really really love that and just how you said it's kind of a choice you know we get to choose how we make this time we get to choose if we're going to let ourselves, you know, if we're going to pity ourselves or just like wallow in our sadness or, you know, if we're going to go on that walk and introduce ourselves, you know, from that social distance, but, you know, just say hi. Yeah, Matt, Matt, I love that, uh, the point about like perspective. Um, 
it's kind of like you were talking we were both talking about like being able to bond with our families and it's like all about perspective it's do i want to look at it like i can't bond with my friends or do i want to look at it as i can bond with my family which i haven't done before absolutely it's just all about perspective i like that point I think it's important too. Like a lot of people do definitely struggle being by themselves. And I think it's it's really important. Like what you said, like do the small and the big things are kind of just as important because some of the things that you might overlook is like small successes. But like if you go a whole day without like getting really upset, like I know like I, I'll be honest, like I've been crying a lot more than usual. Like I'm way more emotional for whatever reason. But, like if you make it through a day, like without following into like a bad spot, or if you like make it through a day and you're able to like make another person laugh or smile, whether that's through like a funny video you send them or you call them, like I think just applauding yourself for those little things is really important since this can be so difficult for people's mental health. Sure. Yeah, but I'll be honest, I personally, I feel like quarantine has brought out my most ugly side. So like, I'll be honest, um, I know Lexi, like we've been starting new Instagram TV videos on the Radical Love Instagram at Radical Love Podcast. Follow us, hit us up. Um, But I was talking, Lexi was talking, I mean, about falling into a pattern. And I realized I knew that when quarantine happened, I had to make a schedule, otherwise I would go absolutely bonkers. So I was like, okay, I'm making a new schedule. And I realized after a couple of days, like I'd made this new routine. I did this, I did that. I went to school, I worked out after my online class, blah, blah, blah. God was not in my routine, like whatsoever. Normally I wake up and I do a little bit of reflection Um, I read like a small little Bible verse and then there's a little reflection. I get it in my email inbox like every day, um, a little reflection for Lent. And then normally I have like a separate Bible quote I like to think about. And then at night I do a little meditation, but I was just throwing all of that out the window with quarantine. And also I got back into social media. I was getting real lazy, like six hours passed and you didn't know where they are. And then you realize you've just been looking at like dumb memes on your explore page on Instagram. You're like, where has the time gone? Um, (laughs) And I really fell into like a pattern that I realized, even though it was good because I still felt like I was doing something and I was somewhat purposeful, it was mostly detrimental to like how I was feeling. So even though I was occupying my time, I wasn't spending it well. And I think that's a really important distinction to make, at least it was for me, like, because I realized that even though I felt fine most of the time, and when people would ask, how are you doing in this quarantine? I'd be like, oh, I'm fine. There was like a lot, um, I think my emotions were a lot deeper than they normally are. I normally wear like all my feelings on my sleeve. It's just how I go through life. Like, you know exactly how I'm feeling based on the expression on my face. But during this quarantine, I think it was just a lot deeper. So I'd let stuff bubble up and then I would just blow up. So my sister, she's been home. Um, My family's really, really, really close. So this hasn't been drastic in like terms of bonding with them because I spend so much time with them anyways. But I did... I did realize my sister was getting a lot of heat. So like anytime she'd do something, she brought her dog home that normally lives with her when they're in Atlanta. She brought the dog home and her dog sheds a bunch. And I was making my bed after I just cleaned my sheets. And the dog really loves snuggling up in pillows and sheets and stuff. And I had my freshly cleaned blanket on the ground. I was about to put it on fitted sheet. And the dog was on the blanket. And you guys would not understand like hell hath no fury like a oh girl my gosh. with shed a shedding dog on them 
So I was freaking out. I blew up, absolutely. And I realized afterwards, like, on a normal day, I would have just been like, ah, no, Ella, get off my sheets, and like would have laughed about it. But because I haven't really been taking care of myself in the way that I normally do, I just completely lashed out. I'm more annoyed, I'm more impatient, I'm a lot more sensitive than I was just because of that. And I know like anyone who's been interacting with me, I'm sure it's like not that subtle, but it's just different things that I think if we fail to take care of ourselves the way we should and we fail to like, have our faith as important to us as it normally is it's really easy to fall into bad patterns like that so for me it was just like spending way too much time wasted and then blowing up because i don't feel productive and i don't know about you guys but when i'm super lazy i get like really grumpy afterwards and i'm just like <laughs> <laughs> that and... so much because i'm like mad at myself internally and then Exactly. So for me, actually something that's really, really helped is making these Instagram TV videos for Rad Love because that like forces me to think about what I'm going to create the video on and then I have to make it and then I reflect on it a little bit. And I've also just been trying to say yes more. Um, sounds weird, but my sister, she always wants to hang out and I'm always like, no, Sydney, I don't want to hang out with you. I mean, you know, moody teenager. And recently I've just been saying yes. So today she was like, do you want to do a meditation with me? And I was like, no. And then she's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then it was actually a really nice time. And um, I think just opening yourself up more because it's so easy when you like close the doors for quarantine to also close off yourself, but just opening yourself up and like being open to the different things that quarantine brings. Cause it's obviously gonna have different experiences, different feelings, but instead of being scared of that, embracing it. Ainsley, I think that's a great point, especially with like family and all that, because I know for me, like I would have never imagined as weird as it sounds like going on walks, you know, with my family because of just so many different things going on during that time. I've actually, I'm kind of in the same boat as like, you know, I'm actually doing things, you know, with my family that I've not really would have um, like had in mind. Um, so it, it's, and I think it's just because like we have so much time with them or, you know, I'm like kind of with them like 24 seven at this point. So I definitely agree with that point there that, you know, um, this like whole like virus can sort of be like a mental like battle. Um, but if you just like sort of, you know, surrender yourself um, and kind of like let God, you know, let God in and let him take you where you know he wants you to go. I think that's um, something that's going to benefit you in the future. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start with how quarantine has been affecting me lately. I guess I'll start with yesterday. I think <laughs> one of the best examples of uh, some of my epic fails uh, during quarantine time. Oh, uh, we were supposed to meet to record this podcast yesterday at <laughs> 1 p.m. And I was missing from the call because I decided to sleep in until... About 2.30 that day. Two, 2.30 p.m. Now, keep in mind, Luke was the one who came up with the 1 p.m. recording time. We're like, okay, I, yes, yes. I have, I, or, and you might think, oh my God, 2.30 p.m., that dude's insane. That, like, I bet, like, what are the chances that it happened uh, on the one day we were supposed to record? Well, actually, I've been sleeping in uh, consistently till 2.30, 3.30, even 4 p.m. Uh, a couple days. That because I have actually become nocturnal. I don't know about you guys, but um, what happens is I sleep uh, from like, I'll stay up really late because I drink coffee late in the day. I'll stay up till like 6 a.m. And I'll sleep from like 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
and then do the whole thing over again, right? So talk about uh, epic fails for uh, this quarantine. Uh, I got quite a few stories I could tell. And, um, and the funny, I think, you know, it, it's funny how this quarantine, all of this extra time has totally exposed all of my terrible excuses for not spending more time doing the things that I need to do, like reading scripture and praying, right? Because I have all these different books and all these different prayer meditations that I want to go go through and all these different Bible studies that I want to do. And uh, the entire school year up until this point, I've been like, oh my gosh, you know, like once summer comes, you know, I have all this free time uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all these Bible studies and read all these books. It's going to be great. Uh, and so then sure enough, quarantine rolls around unexpectedly and I got all this time on my hands, probably even more time than I would have in the summer because I'm actually like locked in my house. And I have not done anything of what I said I was going to do. Uh, in the, my main excuse was that I didn't have enough time. And now I have all the time in the world and yet I still have not done most of what I said I was going to do, which means, uh, that, you know, me not getting into a regular prayer routine, that's not, that's not because I don't have time. It's because I'm, I'm really choosing not to make it a priority, right? Because now I do have time and I'm still not choosing to make it a priority or as much of a priority as it should be. I'm, I'm still doing some prayer, but not as much as I think I could be. Um, so that's been super interesting how this, all of this time, uh, has totally scrapped all the excuses that I was able to make previously about um, why my prayer life isn't quite up to par. No. Has anybody, anybody else had that experience? I mean, Luke, I know we talked about it yesterday on the phone, but just you saying it again, it's so true. And I've definitely felt the same way. Like I talked about on my Instagram TV video, you know, how I wasn't very good about reading the morning meditate, the morning devotion. And every time I did it, it was amazing. But I just keep finding myself and I'm like upset at myself for not making enough time. You know, it's going to take me two minutes in the morning. Like, why am I not making that time? And this quarantine has really brought that to light for me. I know. I feel like I have the same relationship with working out as I do with like focusing on my faith. Also, sorry if you guys can hear my dog going crazy upstairs. Um, but I'm always like, oh, I don't want to do it. Like it's going to be too much work. And then while, well, with running it's different because while I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, this does suck. I was right. But not, not with, like, when I'm praying and like meditating. But then afterwards you always feel so good. But it, I think it's really just about like Finally, instead of just like pushing it off, just being like, okay, I'm doing it right now. And like just making yourself do it. Cause the payoff is obviously so, so worth it. And like, it's so good, but it definitely, it it's a daunting task. And I, I, I felt exposed to this experience too, Luke. You're not alone. I'm like, oh, I can't use the excuse of like this or that because they don't exist anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly uh, what we were talking about in youth group last night, just, uh, like how this this experience has kind of called us all out for using all these excuses because as like you all have said like we have the same amount of time and uh each day and i say that i don't have time when i have like school and stuff but now i have all this time and i'm still 
not like doing what I, I should be doing, like praying and stuff. So it just, it just showed that like all my excuses are just kind of excuses, not actual, uh, you know, like obstacles. Yeah. There's a, uh, there's a phrase that one of my, I heard the other day on, on a podcast, a different podcast. And, uh, the host was like, um, you know, never underestimate how pathetic you really are, you know? <laughs> and I laughed when he wow. said it because, because <laughs> I was like, out. no, I really appreciate the bluntness of that statement. And he's like, he's it, like, some people might hear that and they might be like, oh my God, he's calling me pathetic. How I'm so offended. But it's like, no, like he's totally right. And he was saying that about himself too. You know, um, I, you know, I think there are so many times when, you know, I think about how on top of everything I am or like how good I'm doing. Uh, and then there's other times where that reality sinks in of how kind of uh, not on top of things I, I am and how, in other words, pathetic I can be, right? And uh, I have to remember never to underestimate how pathetic I really am. Uh, like, it keeps me humble. Um, you know, obviously don't dwell on that too much, but um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was a that was a funny phrase. So, you know, in these times, I have to remember not to underestimate that. And uh, anyways, I think segues into my my topic, which is uh, our plan for the future of quarantine. Right? We've talked about, um, you know, initially how we felt, how we've been handling things so far, uh, kind of our, our failures. Um, and so now it's kind of time to talk about, you know, what's next. And I think something that you guys were talking about a little bit ago was the concept of routine, which clearly, um, I am lacking or it's just a very reverse routine. Like the, the nocturnal routine doesn't really work out too well, uh, when you end up missing things at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. Um, so that for me personally is something that is definitely going to be a priority going forward. I think <laughs> to develop a consistent routine, getting up at the same time every morning, going to bed at the same time every night. Um, I, I just, I need that so much. Um, and I guess I never really realized how much I need that until I didn't have it. You know, um, I think the, the phrase goes, you always want what you don't have. And that's definitely the case when it comes to, the routine of school, you know, of being able to get up and, and get ready for the day. And, uh, you know, you have the social interaction at school, which is great. And I didn't realize how much I appreciated that. And you have practice every afternoon. So you get exercise in and um, different prayer activities at school. It's all so helpful. And so that's what I'm going to be striving for um, going forward. How about you guys? Yeah, Luke, I think you, I think like your point about like how, you know, you don't really know what you have until it's gone. I think that's an excellent like point that really kind of sits well with this quarantine is like, you know, it really is kind of like teaches us how, you know, we don't really want to take things for granted because we just never know when it could be taken away. And, you know, I kind of felt that with, you know, yeah. And with all the, you know, the stuff either that's been canceled, not being able to see our friends as much, you know, we never really thought, oh, that can kind of just be like, cancel that like whenever something bad happens um and so if anything it just kind of once this thing's all over um 
it just kind of teaches me to sort of, you know, cherish the memories, cherish like the friendships you have and cherish, you know, the things that you really enjoy because, you know, it just does, you just never know when it's going to be gone again. No, I agree. And that kind of goes with what I was going to talk about today. Just what we're going to leave with, what we're going to grow in, um, and, you know, thinking ahead (laughs) about the good right now, even though I know we get caught up in the bad, um, you know, on the other side of this, because we're going to get through it. Um, It may be a few weeks, it may be a month, two months, whatever, but we're going to get through it. But I think just like life, this is just another um, bump on that roller coaster. Um, And I know for me, just like what uh, Matt said is, you know, we're going to appreciate like the little moments more. We're going to live more in the moment because now we know that things can be taken away in the snap of a finger. So just living in the moment and appreciating what we have around us, not trying to stress out so much. Just for me, this totally put in perspective how much I was worrying about school and all the work I had to do and the places I had to be versus taking time for myself, taking walks with my mom, um, working out with my brother like I did yesterday, um, and like playing cards with the family. I would put that on the back burner. And now that's like what I look forward to every day. Um, And I just think that's so important because we're going to get through it. And this is also going to put in perspective what is really important. Um, You know, maybe we're going to have a better routine going forward of having God at the center. Maybe we're going to make less excuses. Um, All of that stuff, I think, is just so important. I know it's definitely all of us are seniors going to college next year, probably going to be apart from a lot of our close friends. And for me, it's definitely taught me how to keep in touch with people better because I'm the worst at keeping in contact with people. Like if I'm not physically with you, just don't expect to hear from me. And (laughs) this has definitely made me realize like how important it is to keep people connected to you because like all of my different friends, like it's not like they serve a different purpose, but it's almost like that. But like your different friends kind of can provide you with different things. And like all the people that I really appreciate in my life, like I need to keep them close because you never know like how long it's gonna be till you see them again. I also will definitely be leaving my house more often. I never leave my home. I'm a big home buddy, but I think I like, I do not leave. I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm at school or I'm here. That's why I say school is like my second home because it's the only two places I go and Target. But (laughs) I I will definitely be trying to do more exciting things. Keep it fresh, you know? Like, maybe I'll go outside, like on legitimate hikes more or do more spontaneous things. I think just like remembering that our lives on this earth are relatively short and just like remembering what you want to keep important and keeping it important is really important. Wow, I just used the word important about 55 times. I wish I had a better vocabulary, but if you follow that sentence, I think it had a good underlying <laughs> message. Yes. Yeah, cool. Well, um, I don't know. I guess as we wrap up, I uh, I came across a prayer the other day, and it's from St. Thomas Aquinas, and the prayer is for ordering a life wisely. It was... It was uh, I read it and it's basically like St. Thomas Aquinas uh, praying for the grace to like have an ordered life, uh, which is something that I've definitely been praying for lately. 
and it's kind of a long prayer um but it's really beautiful and i don't know i thought as we we wrap up it might be nice to close out in a prayer what do you think Mm -hmm. cool awesome for sure awesome well, let us remember that we are in the holy presence of God, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So it says, uh, St. Thomas recited this daily prayer before the image of Christ, and it reads, O merciful God, grant that I may desire ardently, search prudently, recognize truly, and bring to more perfect completion whatever is pleasing to you, to the praise and glory of your name. Put my life in order. Oh my God, grant that I may know what you require me to do. Bestow upon me the power to accomplish your will, as is necessary and fitting for the salvation of my soul. And grant to me, O Lord my God, that I may not falter in times of prosperity or adversity, so that I might not be exalted in the former, nor dejected in the latter. May I not rejoice in anything unless it leads me to you. May I not be saddened by anything unless it turns me from you. May I desire please, to please no one, nor fear to displease anyone but you. May all transitory things, O Lord, be worthless to me, and may all things eternal be ever cherished by me. May any joy without you be burdensome for me, and may I not desire anything else besides you. May all work, O Lord, delight me when done for your sake, and all and may all repose not centered in you, be ever wearisome for me. Grant unto me, my God, that I may direct my heart to you, and that in my failures I may ever feel remorse for my sins and never lose the resolve to change. O Lord my God, make me submissive without protest, poor without discouragement, chaste without regret, patient without complaint, humble without posturing, cheerful without frivolity, mature without gloom, and quick-witted without flippancy. O Lord my God, let me fear you without losing hope. Be truthful without guile. Do good works without presumption. Rebuke my neighbor without haughtiness and without hypocrisy. Strengthen him by word and example. Give to me, O Lord God, a watchful heart with no capricious thought can lure away from you. Give to me a noble heart which no unworthy desire can debase. Give to me a resolute heart, which no evil intention can divert. Give to me a stalwart heart, which no tribulation can overcome. And give to me a temperate heart, which no violent passage, passion can enslave. Give to me, O Lord my God, understanding of you, diligence in seeking you, wisdom in finding you, discourse ever pleasing to you, perseverance in waiting for you, and confidence and finally embracing you. And grant that with your hardships I may burdened in reparation here, that your benefits I may use in gratitude upon the way, and in your joys I may delight in glorifying you in the kingdom of heaven. You who live and reign, God, world without ends. Amen. St. John Baptist, tell us, pal. Pray for us. Pray. Live Jesus in our hearts. Forever. Forever. That's the thing they do at their high school. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. What do they say at St. Joe? What's the St. Joe's our patron? Pray for us. All right. Pray for us. So, yeah. <laughs>
Well, thank you so much for closing us out in prayer, Luke. And thank you, just Matt, David, and Luke for coming on, pushing us to get another podcast out. Um, I really appreciate all the time um, that we've been able to catch up over the last few days and just talk about life, talk about our faith. Um, it really means a lot. And we thank you God for having us. So thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. here. We've been waiting, been talking about it since Advent, and it's finally happened. It was a pleasure. <laughs> I know. And yeah, now that we figured out the um, recording thing, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Podcast, you're ready. Whoop. Coming soon. We're excited. <laughs> yeah, we'll be on every week from now on, right? Every week. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Maybe guys. not. Maybe not. <laughs> I'll tell yeah. my friends. It's really ambitious. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get it like 40 people on at once. I think it'll be good. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for staying with us for, um, a nice long podcast remember to follow us on instagram at radical love podcast we're doing some new little instagram tv videos over there so yeah thanks guys for joining once again thank you yes thank you bye see ya bye Bye, y'all signing off see you guys